Our meeting with the volatile commander is interrupted, but by what? Find out this week on The Hapless Heroes. And I love this so much, I want to make it one of my horcruxes. Hello and welcome to the Hapless Heroes Podcast. My name is Dave and I will be your host and Dungeon Master for this evening. We'll start As we start every week by introducing our cast, uh, I'll start with my right this time. On my right, we have Francesco as the fabulous Felix Fizzlebottom. Plans interrupted. To his right, we have John as Lord Jarrell the Light. I got my boot back, but the dresser is no more. To his right, we have Mike as Lord and Captain Quinn Southwind. I think he likes me. I really do. And to his right, we have Phil as Hedrick the Entertainer. Oh, what is it now? So as we last left off, there was a little bit of a uh, meeting. Uh, it was getting a little bit tense in the uh, in the uh, have a officer's uh, area back behind the bridge where... Um, Commander Jenny Kill O'Reilly and uh, was uh, facing off with Hedrick and Felix when suddenly the meeting was interrupted by someone uh, saying that uh, she, and the commander, needed to see something. Back, uh, and we're back in the room. <laughs> yes, and we're back in the room. Um, Felix is just going to quickly say to her, uh, obviously, we can just we can put a pause in this conversation if you need to deal with that. She doesn't even respond and heads toward the door. Yeah, I get out of her way. So she storms on out to uh, the bridge area where things are a bit of a bustle of commotion. Okay. Yep. Let's figure out what's going on over here, uh, uh, Hedrick. All right. So uh, just uh, just before this had happened, uh, just as the buzz had started, the admiral entered from the outside uh, in such a manner like, uh, you know, everything was supposed to be happening. And uh, the word comes in from the crow's nest. Uh, there's something up ahead. And that mutter of something up ahead is sort of what's going around a buzz as uh, the three of you enter from the command quarters. What is up ahead? I want to grab the first guy I see and just say, Hey, what's going on? What's what's up there? Now's not the time for questions. Hang on. And uh, it looks like there's a bit of a huddle going on with um, Admiral Mara, Commander Riley and uh, one or two other staff sort of going on on a raised up area towards the back of the bridge. Just uh, what would be about a, um, about a story's height uh, in this large area above where uh, the doors uh, that you came in were. The three of you, let's see, actually the four of, yeah, the three of you as uh, Jarrell is not here are... Um, <laughs> sort of ushered into an area near the middle of the bridge where everyone can sort of keep an eye on. Okay, now I'm only asking this in case it's useful later. Among the crew of this ship, are any of them of a small stature? It's a good question, one that I haven't thought of yet, so we'll find out in the normal fashion. Uh, there are none. Damn it. We rolled pretty low on that check. There goes that plan. Yep. They look to be almost exclusively human. They don't have the diverse crew like we do. Mm, 
Yeah, so far as I know, the Kingdom of the Sea Lords might be diverse, but not in the officer core, at least. Yeah, and I wasn't even looking at the officer. I mean, I guess, yeah, I was mostly just looking, yeah, I guess, just any crew member, but... Yeah, but it's mostly, almost exclusively officers who are in here right now. Fun. All right, fair enough. So, Jarrell, what are you up to at the moment? Um, he would be uh, finishing getting ready um, and stepping out as he hears that there's a lot of people moving around on the ship um, and just sees people darting back and forth and would head to the bridge. Okay. Um, when you say ready, uh, what uh, are you in full armor or what are you uh, wearing, carrying, and uh, how are you kitted out? It took him a second to get his armor back on, that's for sure. What with no squire at the moment. Thankfully, it's magical, so I'm sure there was at least some divine assistance there. <laughs> uh, right? I would also say that at the end of the day, Jarrell is competent enough to put his own armor on. We're not going to make him check for that, even if he doesn't have assistance. Though it Just definitely did take me five minutes. <laughs> it actually takes, what is it, ten minutes to don um, plate armor? I think it's something like that, and um, I can't remember if that's modified by having assistance or not. How much longer does it take it when half of the stuff is stuffed <laughs> in the dresser that you have to rip apart first? <laughs> Long enough to be comical. <laughs> uh, as he exits the room, you can see that what the remnants of the dresser are uh, strewn across the floor. <laughs> uh, yes. Um, the the uh, the dresser is destroyed, <laughs> like completely. It's kindling. Yeah. Back on the bridge. Uh, after a brief discussion up top, the admiral, followed closely by uh, Commander, uh, yes, by Commander Riley at his uh, right and slightly behind, descend the stairs and approach the three of you. Well, it seems there are some goings on here at the uh, at the lighthouse. I'm afraid uh, for uh, everyone's uh, security, we're going to uh, need to uh, see you escorted to your quarters for the duration of this trip. Are you sure we can't be of some assistance? I mean, we we are very capable adventurers. I'm quite certain you can assist best by being out of the way and in a secure area. I do want to say I do have navigational skills galore. That's fantastic and not particularly useful to this endeavor. Commander Riley, see them to their quarters. Mm. All right. So, Commander Riley and a detachment of four officers sees the three of you back to your quarters and uh, off to a different scene. Two officers approach you, Jarrell, and uh, encourage you also to return to your quarters. All of our quarters are the same, right? We had like a master suite kind of thing? Yes. Yeah, that's right. Okay. Which we walk into now and the dresser is broken? Yes, the dresser is thoroughly destroyed. Now, who, who broke my armoire? Your armoire? This isn't your ship. Because it has your last name on it. Uh, Jarrell is bashfully kicking the pieces back into a corner. <laughs> um, is it is it just us in here now? Yes, it is uh, just the uh, just the party for the moment. Are there any meeting? <laughs> I, thank you. you I, I, can you just let me finish coming up with one plan before someone either takes takes it over or takes credit for it? No. No. <laughs> I still don't even have dark vision. So it's just not a big deal. That's really unfortunate for you. This uh, is a dark vision meeting. Yeah, are there are there lights in here that can be snuffed out? And would it be dark if we did snuff them? There are lights. You could snuff them out. And while it wouldn't be totally dark, you could make it very close to dark by closing the curtains as well. Yes, let's do that. All right. So it is quite dark in here. Dark vision meeting, everybody. 
How about that? <laughs> and I just kind of gently guide Hedrick towards where we are. I'm sure it's not pitch black in here, so you can kind of see where we are. Take my hand, little man. I do, and I guide him to the huddle. So I'm going to say, all right, um, so just real quick, does anyone think it's kind of fishy? Yeah. No pun intended, because we're at sea. I don't think it's kind of fishy. I think it's very fishy. Now, I mean, obviously, like, I want to trust our, I mean, these are technically our allies. What have you three gotten yourselves into already? We haven't gotten into anything, and that's kind of the point. You broke the armoire. It, yeah. it, it had my things stuck in it. So you've already done more damage than any of us have here, Jarrell. You're the only ones mad at me about that. Well, they know about it. And let's keep it that way. <laughs> oh. All right. I can uh, mislead some of these people, provided they don't have, you know, magical uh, detection. Well, abilities. hold on. I have a better idea. I think that somebody should go invisible and get I, on me, the bridge. Me, 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 no. me, me, me. <laughs> Absolutely oh. not. No, actually, that's exactly what I was gonna suggest, Quinn. Thank you. Um, I do have this wonderful. Whoa, 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 whoa. My plan. Here. Remember how you were getting all upset about people taking your plans? <laughs> yeah, I'm just really giving you a taste of your own medicine, there, bud. Okay. I've read your stories. <laughs> I know the the lies you're telling know. everybody. Uh, Hedrick has cast mislead his. Avatar will stand with the group and his form is now moving back towards the stairs. Wait, what? Are we conspiring against our own allies? I mean, nobody's, well, nobody's, nobody's, nobody's conspiring. Wait, 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 wait. Okay, so Hedrick, would you like to explain to us what's going on here? Yes, when you cast Mislead, you become invisible at the same time an illusory double of you appears where you are standing. The double lasts for the duration, but the invisibility ends if you attack or cast a spell. You can use your action to use your double up to twice your speed and make it gesture, speak, and behave in whatever way you choose. You can see through its eyes and hear through its ears if you were, loca if, uh, you were located where it is. On each of your turns, as a bonus action, you can switch from using its senses to using your own or back again. While you're using its senses, you are blinded and deafened in regard to your own surroundings. So I have just gone invisible. My double is just standing in the group with the guys. Put an illusion body double in the room Wait, with us? Do we know what he's doing? Did we see him do no, this? No, I don't know if we did. Um, I, I don't think to, um, I, I wanted to hear the description on that. Are there any checks involved with this? Nope. It's a concentration up to one hour, cast on myself. Okay, so Jarrell doesn't realize what you just did. No, but I mean, depending on which which senses he's perceiving through right now, we I think Hedrick has just gone catatonic. This Almost. matters. This matters very much to Jarrell. So what happened here? Oh God! Is it a <laughs> doppelgangers? Oh, it's the literal God. doppelganger. <laughs> yeah, but, if he so, realizes what happened. So, all right, this is this is where I have to add description. Uh, the first thing that happened was, um, Hedrick said, I believe I can mislead uh, some of these guards and get a look upstairs. Then the eyes kind of glaze for a second. The eyelids drop halfway momentarily, and then they come back up. And now he's just kind of got that grin. And he just kind of turns his head to the attention of whoever's talking. Okay. And like occasionally nuts. <laughs> pause. 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 Break. Cut in um, sound effect of door opening, then door closing. Okay. Uh, howdy. Yeah. Oh, hey. Sound of frecken uh, oh. as he is thrust into the room and the door is violently closed behind. Does he have dark vision? He's an orc, right? He does. 
Hey, come join What's us. We're just having a dirt fishing meeting. Hey. Yeah. <laughs> Our, 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 our pal here doesn't have dark vision, but we're guiding him through it. Isn't that right, buddy? Well, I suppose all right. I don't know why they shoved me in here. Took my That's what we're kind of trying to work out for ourselves right now, my friend. Okay, good. Let's shift back to Hedrick real quick. What are you doing now that you are invisible? Well, I was looking to make an exit out the door. If there was any way there's a spot for me to slide between Frecken's legs as he answers... Or like as he as he enters the room, I think that's the only time the door is going to be open until somebody comes to get oh, us. If you want to make it through that, I would say that would be probably a feat of dexterity or acrobatics, whatever uh, whatever you feel like loading up there. Okay, okay. Oh, to kind of get out the door while Frecken's entering. This while is, he's um, entering, in a tiny little gap there. This is so Hedrick's going rogue. This is acrobatics. <laughs> I actually have uh, very nice acrobatics because of my gesture-like flexibility. I'm good with the tumbling and the flips. Oh, yeah. 18 plus 12. Oh, shit. <laughs> 30. I, was, I was just 30. looking for, like, a 15. So, yeah, 30 absolutely, like, vanishes out that door like, like a ninja would. And uh, it's the Hedrick Show. It's a, <laughs> right. spiraling through the little crack. <laughs> now we get to do some cool stuff with this. All right. Yeah, I, cool. I do. I do enjoy um, when, when we cut the camera back and forth between groups. I know that like we are now breaking the rule one. Uh, don't split the party. But I mean, it also is incredibly entertaining when we do. Mm hmm. It is, and I mean, all of this, like, it's, I mean, it's splitting the party, but everyone's acting in accordance with their character, driving forth the story. I like that people are doing this, and it follows my golden rule where, you know, or at least I'll follow it too, where the integrity of the, ta you know, the people at the table and the party and the game itself is more important than everything, including the narrative. So I'm willing to bend the narrative to make sure that, this is having fun. If this means stepping on that, don't split the party thing and in defense of we're doing it right, then that's what I'm going to do. I mean, I'm having fun. Party and it's going to be badass. Um, do I have, I'm just, I, again, I, I'm not really looking one way or the other, but because of my, um, well, was essentially a flaw, right? Um, oh yeah. For that. Um, yeah. You know what? Let's, um, geez. Do I you... notice that Hedrick, because I mean, obviously Hedrick said something. Jarrell might not have even been paying attention to him. And then Frecken entered the room. There no, were a lot of things going on and a lot of things that would cause modifiers one way or the other. So I would say that any advantages and disadvantages by the situation are nullified. Oh, Out sure. of curiosity, though, I mean, since you never actually saw Hedrick split from himself, really, it's still just his body that's still there right now. Yeah. He made a statement, uh, and then he got a really dumb look on his face. Right. <laughs> I mean, I guess, like, would you be suspicious of that right off the bat? With, I would you know? say um, insight can be a stand-in for paranoia versus deception. <laughs> I know that um, Hedrick has a decided advantage even without the uh, conferring advantage or disadvantage. Well, yes, we all know Jarrell's classic insight checks are absolute um, travesty. Right. Yeah. So I, an I, I have a feeling I know about where Hedrick's charisma number is at the very least before we tack modifiers on. So sure, let's um, let's um, yeah, insight versus yeah. So um, Jarrell's insight versus Hedrick's deception, just to see how good of a doppelganger this is. Okay. Drill, did you roll already? What did you get? I got a 14, surprisingly. I have a 9 on the die, plus 14 modifier. <laughs> so yep, his modifier yep, yep. is higher than my roll. 
And this is how I'm going to at least briefly avert the catastrophe. Although I feel like the longer it goes on with the Hedrick doppelganger just sort of standing there smiling semi-manically. The easier it's going to be to work it out, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Eventually something's going to give. Well, the thing is, he can he can pop back into those senses momentarily just to like, you know, yeah. pretend like he's still there, which is hilarious. In which case, he's not present in his actual body out wherever it is. Right. So, um, first yeah, thing, I guess like, I didn't catch anything of what Frecken said. I jumped on the opportunity. And so I'm in the hall, and I imagine the guard is there who just closed the door. Yes, he is. But as you're invisible, all you see in this room, and, um, geez, I should probably start making a map of this area as I go. Um, This is, oh, geez, we're going to call it a... No, 5, 10, 15, so 30 by 40 room out here. And there is a guard by the door, and there's another two guards on the other side of this room by the door that goes out to the rest of the uh, quarters area. Looks like a little common area here just with one door in from your suite and another door to the rest of the ship. Okay. Um... Does he have the key in his hand? Or is it, did he lock the door? Like, No, uh, the door does not appear to be locked. It's just guarded. Okay. Um, I would just like to sneak. I would like to stay stealthy. And the idea was we were, we were close to the stairs last time I saw the Admiral and hearing the officers um, I just want to get close enough so I can I can hear what's going on and what they are discussing. Yeah, I mean, they're not in here in this room. This is a right. different part of the ship near the quarters. But you could just as easily get to either the bridge or the deck. You'd need to get through a few doors. Now, invisibility is its own thing, and that doesn't right. rely on stealth, does it? Well, no. here's the thing. You can't, you, you're, you're invisible, but you can still make noise. True. Mm. All right, so I'm going to choose to interpret this as stealth at advantage. So, you know, you're just not trying to not screw up your stealth so much as to trip over something or make noise. Correct. All right, so, yeah, um, if you're looking to get out the door at the other end, it's going to be a little bit of a feat because you have to, you know, actually open a door right in full sight of a room full of people. Whether you're invisible or not, that door is visible. So it's going to be it's going to be a little bit of doing, but you're doing it at advantage, so I feel like it's it's doable. We're not, you know, we're not making it unrealistic here. Right. Once um something leaves my person, it becomes visible. Correct? I would adjudicate that to be the case as soon as it... If you were to toss something as soon as it leaves contact with your hand, it would become visible. Okay. Uh, So, in one motion, I mean, if I can get into position on the other side of the room, closer to the other corridor... I want to try to wait for a moment where they are not looking at my position. I I imagine they're looking at each other. Um, They are facing the middle of the room. They're uh, at what amounts to parade rest, which is sort of a relaxed, you know, feet shoulder width apart, hands behind uh, their back, um, but facing the room on either side of the door. So, yeah, let's see. If, uh, Hedrick, you want to try to make it past this door... Yes, um, I want to take like a little button, a little trinket that I have on my person and flick it to the opposite side, like towards the door that I just came out of where uh, the rest of the guys are. And the idea is in that moment where they both look, 
I want to slip the other door open and slide through. I like that quite a bit. So, um, yes, I'm going to say that you toss. It distracts. It is successful, and we slow into bullet time as Hedrick attempts to sneak out the door. Okay. What should I be rolling? Acrobatics? Uh, to be a stealth check. Okay. An advantage? Yes, it is. Ooh. Nice. Ooh. Yes. Okay. 15 plus 8. 23. That's your best, and that is definitely enough to accomplish this feat. And you distract them and deftly slip out the door to me transitioning back to the other group. Okay. <laughs> Where Frecken is now in the room. You have a Hedrick smiling there uh, after he said something about... Uh, Oh, what was uh, what was the keyword you used there, Phil? Misdirect, was it? Mislead. Yeah, something like that. Mislead, yes. Where Hedrick has been misleading, and now his um, body double is continuing to stand there, smiling, misleading folks as to Hedrick's whereabouts. So I'm just going to continue my conversation with Quinn after we welcome Frecken into the room. So, um, anyways, as we were discussing about this whole going invisible thing, um, I was thinking that maybe, you know, we'll do the, you know, kind of do what we did before when we did the heist thing, you know? We'll just make Slim invisible. She's small. I can send her out. Mm -hmm. And uh, just, just take a peek. Just see what's going on, you know? That way we're not putting any of our own bodies in danger and you know, I can unsummon her if things get hairy. So is that to draw any suspicion? Yes. All right, let's do it. Conjure her. Let's do it. Uh, and she's already here, and she like oh, kind of hello crawls out from my uh, like shark collar. Oh, form is slim in now. A pseudo dragon. Okay, she is as a pseudo dragon. It mm -hmm. still creeps me out thought so, but I still want to, I'm to at least establish for continuity where we were still. Absolutely. Um, Fabulous. I'm going to cast just invisibility. Yeah, I don't plan on using her as a weapon right, right now. So It's better than unjust invisibility. Actually, wait, hold on a second. Because... There's a thing here. Give me a sec. I feel like I'm a floating head right now. Just wearing a black shirt. I'm using video. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like oversaturated, like lit up. Bro. <laughs> Never mind. I think that. I think that's an invocation, and I don't use it. So never mind. But, um, yeah, I, uh, regular invisibility is fine. Okay. <laughs> I, I, thought, I thought I had uh, an invocation that would allow me spells through Slim. Mm. There is something that Pact of the Chain Warlocks can get to essentially use your familiar as the spell origination point. Um, but I don't see that on my sheet anywhere, so I think that might be like a, a feature or something like that, that I don't have. Yeah. Okay. All right, so I cast Invisibility on the Pseudo-Dragon. Her name is Slim. The Pseudo-Dragon? Okay, so <laughs> Pseudo-Slim is now actually invisible. And uh, Felix is going to do the eyes rolled back in his head, and, you know, oh, thing that he does. So now he's sitting next to Hedrick too. So now it's funny because like now Felix is perceiving the world through Slim's senses and can kind of controlling her her actions. And Hedrick is kind of doing the same thing. <laughs> he said he so, looks well, less crazy than I do. As Hedrick's bonus action, uh, he switches his personality back to his double sitting in the room, and he pops his head up and says, "Hey guys, I'm invisible." Okay. I'm, I'm trying to get up the hallway to hear something, and that's just up. 
and then it just kind of goes right back to the glazed eyes and like nodding and smiling. But I can see you. Jarrell, I would like you to make an insight check immediately, please. Yeah. Son of a bitch. It is my stand-in for a paranoia check. I'm just going to call for forced insight checks. Yeah, that's a 17. Oh, hey. Okay, this Ooh. is a doppelganger. Um, Jarrell Jar- uh, jumps up. I guess he was kind of like sitting for a second while we were talking and looking between... Felix's eyes rolling back up and Hedrick's stupid look coming into like back to regular Hedrick and then back to whatever was going on. Um, you know, Joe, I'm say, Hedrick, what, what's good? What, what, what is this thing? And um, Jarrell will start shaking the doppelganger. It says that I can make a gesture, speak, and behave in whatever way I choose. When you're in that capacity yeah. yeah it would it would be using an action uh to move it and yeah make a gesture and do all of that do you recognize that it's being shaken like a rag doll i don't know if he does <laughs> i don't think he I guess, like, I, I guess i don't like in the moment if i'm in my own conscious i just want to make sure i'm in this hallway and i'm good right so i can switch back to the bonus action but i uh i still well actually made a wait a minute if it takes one bonus action to switch to the illusory double, then I cannot switch back to my normal body. So I if guess we're doing things like in quick beats, yeah. Yeah. So I, I guess now my invisible form is my real body in the hallway. Yes. And I am speaking through my illusory double. I'll have to use a bonus action on my next turn to go back to my real form in the hallway. I mean, we're not in turn order right yeah. now anyway. Well, I'm just thinking, like, how it functions. Sure. Right. But, I mean, so, like, think of, like, every six seconds, basically. Right. Yeah. And I've got six seconds where now Jabrell is flipping out on me. Maybe I'd recognize, like, I don't need to go back uh, into the hallway. You had six seconds. That's about the length of time it took you to spit okay. out whatever you were saying. Okay, so cool. that was enough time where if you had intended to pop back at the end of it, that would be off what I would consider cool down and you would be able to pop back freely at the end of that sentence. Okay. Okay. So now I'm in the form. You're shaking just my doppelganger form, lifeless, grinning. Yeah, like like shoulders, like you're off the ground and he's yeah, shaking you back and forth like a soda can. <laughs> Or whatever. Okay, I don't know well, since I, since since Felix never had the opportunity to leave the room as him, he's gonna talk through Slim's you know mouth because I can project my voice through her to be like, uh, Jarrell, just just settle down for a second, okay? We don't really want to cause a commotion here. Jarrell, you are disoriented by the fact that Felix's voice is not coming from his mouth, but a disembodied and completely unattached spot. Several I am from your ear. I am more uh, used to, and I, I did see Slim turn invisible, so I am more used to that. Um, okay, I can accept that. But I am going to take the time to throw uh, Doppelganger Hedrick on the bed and hogtie him. Ooh, I like this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. There is a, vis- that a quite audible thud as a still full-sized body of a Hedrick goes flying across the room as though hurled by the mighty scion of House Passer using all of his paranoid might to huck a feared doppelganger across the room for hog tying and questioning. This immediately attracts the attention of all of the guards in the outside hallway. Great. Slim is going to slip out the door while they uh, walk in. She can just fly over their heads and through the door. So now we have presences in several different areas. And I love this so much. I want to make it one of my horcruxes. (laughs) (laughs) I I think that's going to be the soundbite I use. (laughs) Me and my blackened little heart. So yeah, we've got a Hedrick in one room. We've got a Slim Shady in another room. We've got some guards kind of going around. And man, this would make a great John Madden telestrator at this point, too. 
And people want to see you got in bed over here. <laughs> No, it's, it's, it's just a place where it almost starts lending itself to being a multimedia experience. But I'm sorry, dear listeners, mine, you're just going to have to be extra um, imaginative this time. So we, um, yeah, I want to jump back to Hedrick all the way at the far end here real quick. So Invisible Hedrick, you have delivered your message. You've popped back into your body and you are now heading down a corridor. It is about oh, 30 feet long. Um, actually scratch that. I want to, I want that to be about 60 feet long. Uh, we've got a little more dimension I need to make up here, okay. uh, but only about 10 feet wide. There are the occasional doors on the side, but you know that your exit is at the end of this hallway, 60 feet away at a stairway. There are no visible guards that you can see. I would like to, uh, do my tumbling fool, which gives the benefits of das dash and disengage um and i gain a climbing speed so whatever that is. <laughs> that doesn't mean much here um but yeah i am going to move up to the bottom of the stairs yes you are able to blast the length of this hallway quite easily in the duration of this segment so your invisible form is now at the base of a stairway that would take you up to the deck in one more turn once we get back to you, but we're going to shift it on back to the next room on in in Slim Shady in a now evacuated antechamber here. Yeah, and actually, because I saw the commotion, I used the commotion to get Slim into this antechamber. I'm going to, you know, essentially fly her to the other door, have her float or perch above it so that she's kind of out of the way and invisible and flip back to Felix's senses since our room just got stormed by a bunch of dudes and I feel like now is the time to diffuse before she continues on. Yep, so things are starting to go a little bit wild in here. You've seen that um, Hedrick is in, or at Ma, I'm sorry. Hedrick is in the process of being hogtied by a um, rapidly growing, um, at least somewhat concerned, if not on the way to borderline manic of uh, Jarrell, who uh, is uh, definitely... Um, on high alert to the presence of doppelgangers. Mm -hmm. He's been so traumatized. This is going on, and things are really starting to conflagrate. Three of the guards, all uh, sort of enlisted sailors, have busted into the room and are like, Hey, what's going on in there? Uh, Jarrell uh, would definitely respond, um, a Potential doppelganger, but I think I have it handled, good men. <laughs> It's not a. Oh my gosh, Jarrell. Our friend here, this our bard friend here, suffers from. Um, it's unfortunate, it's an unfortunate, you know, mental thing where he has dissociative moments. You know, just goes kind of catatonic. It's 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 a bit of a mess. We love him anyways. You know, I mean, we we love him for his faults. To others, what do they call this? Uh, what do they call this thing he's got? While Felix is thinking of that name, uh, Jarrell turns to Quinn. Does, I already, I already really? have the name. <laughs> I missed what you said, John. Does he really have this? He's saying to Quinn. Uh, yes. Yeah, it's it's you know <laughs> whatever it's, Felix it's, says goes. It's a it's a it's a it's just it's your it's your bog standard case of dimnesia, you know. Ah, uh, there we go. Okay, dimnesia. What do what is something that brings on? Dimnesia? I mean, is it all the dim light in here? There is oh, no light in here. <laughs> We're in the dark. Would that be six <laughs> seconds? From this hallway, when since I opened the door, what? But, uh, why is it all dark in here? What are you all doing in here? These heroes that tell Dory is a bunch of weirdos, isn't they? There is a hogtied man on the bed. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> In the dark. Yeah. yeah. In the dark. <laughs> Not abnormal for a quarter of mine. I, I, I like this quite a bit, and I think that was enough interaction for me to keep that spacing and jump it back to Hedrick. So now you are free to climb the stairs, should you so choose. I think his intuition says that, hey guys, I'm, a, I'm invisible, should be enough. 
So he's not gonna use. Uh, he's not gonna go back into his double's body. The body's just gonna be flopping there. So he will try to stealthily go up the stairs and get within um, get within hearing distance of possibly what is going on in that room. Okay, so um, first you would get up to the deck. Uh, once Hedrick reaches the deck, he does see a good number of the sailors all on one side of the ship. Um, the sky has gotten a little bit darker since the last time you were outside, but you don't have enough time in this round to really investigate that without kind of dedicating yourself to that. Okay. So you just sort of notice the sky is darker. Uh, most of the sailors are on one rail of the ship, and you are now heading toward the bridge. Is that right? Yeah, from what I recall, we were in a room sort of behind the bridge, and we had to make our way back, and that's where we had entered from out onto the deck. So, well, yes, I, th yes, I think so. You had entered out on the deck, and I would say you've got probably about 30 feet of ground to cover between where you enter the quite expansive deck and where you would enter the bridge area, as you know, you're sort of in the nearest downward exit from the deck bridge area thing right because we were also brought you know to our our, our suite before you know doing this so yeah. we're coming from there. I ever, it, an audience if i screw up any words i was air force i don't know boats <laughs> apparently they have wacky rank that doesn't really line up with any of the other services <laughs> <laughs> they have different names for everything and i can't get any of them right like ever so I just want to hear somebody. Do I hear people talking? Uh, yes, you do hear some talking. Now, um, in that 30 feet, are you really looking around, or are you just sort of single-mindedly making a beeline for the bridge? Well, if I could get closer, I could continue my tumbling act and sort of cart my cartwheel my way another uh, 30 feet or so. All right. Yeah, I would say you can kind of get close to the door. Um, you can't really make out anything yet, but, you know, you're close enough where you could, you know, really make a concerted effort on the next round. Okay. But now we want to kind of jump it back. Slim Shady, uh, let's see. Slim Shady is just sort of chilling out there and not really doing anything. She is right, not I'm under... currently Felix right now, yeah. I mean, and I've given her the telepathic command with her telepathically as long as we're on the same plane of existence. Um, okay. So to hang out there for a minute, you know, daddy's got to deal with something. Fantastic. And I can bounce that along. I just want to kind of linearly kind of move my way between the scenes here to keep track of it. So now we're back to the main party. And uh, yeah, Felix, you can continue to sort of uh, justify the bizarre goings on in this room, I suppose. Uh, dimnesia actually has nothing to do with the dim light at all. It's 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 more of a medical condition. It affects the mind, uh, and it's just it, 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 we we still are doing research on essentially what brings on an episode. Um, you know, Hedrick here is still a rather young fella, so it's it's actually quite rare uh, in his case to to come down with something like this at such a at such a young age. But we've been, you know, he's actually kind of a, a study case for us at the Omega Project, and I'm just going to start rattling off statistics and like I'm going to try to bore these guys out of the room with science. That's awesome. And I, 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 I less, I want to find some innovative way to measure this. That isn't like a persuasion or something now, because I'm making all of this up. It actually kind of is deception because I'm just bullshitting things that like, they're not, this is not a real disease. You know what I mean? This is not a real anything. I'm just, I'm literally bullshitting my way through science. You're right. Out of an outright lie, though, this is a slow burn deception, which kind of plays out a little bit differently. But I don't okay. think we can roll it differently. So yeah, just give me a good deception check against these dudes. Twenty six. Twenty six. Yeah, with twenty six deception. You can keep. You can go on, honestly, for about twenty six minutes if you really wanted to. Just rattling it. It I will continue to I will continue to speak until they leave. Okay, so I'm just going to sort of jot this down as a filibuster, <laughs> and we're gonna we're just gonna let that sort of simmer in a holding pattern for now. And we are going to head over back to Hedrick, who is invisible and outside of here. Um, and I would like Hedrick to oh geez, I want to make this. 
is a focused listen, but I still want to call it a perception check. So let's start with that. Okie dokie. Not that great. 17 total. 17 is, it's all right. You're picking out stuff about students and uh, they're talking about the students at, at Legredex. Less like it's a lighthouse and more like a school or something. At least that's the context they're giving it. In something, something about the word souls, but it's it's coming out a little weird. Uh, ding, ding, ding. Um, if I could, shoot. Yeah, I think I just want to bonus action back to my double. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, excellent. You are, I would say that you can consider yourself to be immediately be grappled. Yeah, That's, I just want to say that... term I can give that. Restraint. Um, you're, you're, you're tied up, and while Felix is filibustering about your fake disease, Jarrell is, like, in your face, like, opening your eyes and, like, looking at you to see if you're actually sick. Not understanding mental health, obviously. <laughs> Jarrell, are you falling for the filibuster too? Uh, it appears so currently. Uh, if you want me to roll an insight for Jarrell's compared to Felix's deception of twenty-six, Jarrell is not going to beat that. <laughs> I, I, I feel like John, you really know Jarrell. You kind of know where he would be in this headspace. Like how how bought in would he really be at this point? I mean, um, is he towards that. Or are we just really bullshitting to cover up the very dangerous, deadly, and highly concerning doppelganger that is in everyone's midst right now? <laughs> he, he believes Felix. Um, he's also, again, still checking as best as he... Like, he's right up in Hedrick's face the entire time Felix is talking to try to make a determination on his own. But again, he's not above an average intelligence. <laughs> now I and I'm gonna say this and I'm gonna regret saying this. <laughs> then why Jarrell say knows it? that Felix is a shape changer, right? Like a change. Yes. Yes. So I can literally become anyone's doppelganger if I wanted to. I don't think he's gotten that and far has, ahead of you yet. <laughs> I have done this already on a few different occasions. Yeah, Look, it'd, it'd be it'd be different if they were in the same room. Like any holy man, he's capable of burying his head in the sand about select topics when necessary. Yeah. And also, the doppelganger paranoia is relatively recent. That's true. So I guess you're just you're just willing to what is it? Uh, forget forget the sins of the past, so to Sometimes speak. Sometimes you have to hand wave things away as God did it. <laughs> so, um, Hedrick. Uh, reassuming his doubles figure and assuming control of it is gonna say uh, it's it's okay uh, oh hey um, what was his name sorry Frecken 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 okay Hedrick wakes up uh, in the double form and he says uh, oh hey Frecken guys no seriously I'm just, I'm up the hallway, a couple rooms right, This is what I mean. As he's being violently jarred around. <laughs> and, and then he just, I don't know, he doesn't try to, re, you know, struggle or anything like that. Yeah, you um, only see the guards standing in the fucking room as I'm filibustering them out? That's right. That's you're, right. Just start, you're just going to start talking this bullshit with the guards in the room? <laughs> well, yes, he is now because he committed to it. Yeah, I thought. Yeah, I thought they had already left. That's no, okay. but you know what? They don't have dark vision, so they hear, but they don't necessarily see what's going on. Beautiful. Right. I'm sure. I'm sure the open door only illuminates so much of the dark room. Yeah, it's 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 confusing. It's it's Troy Barnes has just walked back into his apartment and someone's waving a burning towel around and you know, Pierce Hawthorne has been shot on the floor. It's bad stuff right now. There's all kinds of wacky shit. I have now moved on to the section of my speech where we think that, you know, a possible cause of early onset dimnesia is humans trying to um 
use un, uh, untested and unproven methods to gain dark vision. Uh, <laughs> and just, you know, continuing to rattle off a bunch of bullshit facts and statistics that I, I'm completely making have up. a limitless number of turns of bullshit ahead of you if you wanted to. I, I mean, like I said, I'm continuing until they leave. Well, Your Omega I, Project schooling is paying off. Could I, <laughs> could I at least attempt that Hedrick would be swift enough to catch up on Felix's uh, lingo and, and he starts to mutter, you, you can't see. No, I can see. I can see in the dark. I can see everything. I mean, Demnesia is also sometimes paired with delusions. Um, you just give him a little, we give him a little while. We, we just, there's an herbal remedy here that'll at least calm him down and bring him back to his senses. I mean, we're really taking care of it here, fellas. Like, it's really nothing to be concerned about. It's just a, you know, a, a sick friend. Hedrick, give me the tokenist of deception checks here. Okie dokie. 13 plus 14. Oh, oh yeah, you'll be able to keep up with any topic change he happens to make for the duration of this, too. Like, it, I, I'm, you have license to play along for as long as necessary. How in the ever-living fuck do you have a plus 14 to these roles? I have uh, expertise. Deception is charisma. Oh, wow. Yeah. I have oh. a four, 14 for persuasion. Want. Yeah. Want expertise. Well, and that's why I figured, like, I, I don't know about like taking that many risks, but this is the perfect time mm-hmm. to do this shit. I'm sitting here with a plus ten and thinking like, yeah, baby, that's pretty cool. And expertise, you pilot the Tabi Asermat character. You can you can make those uh, really uh, really. Um, yeah, but I want that on Felix. It's not like you don't know what it's like. You have that car in your garage. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Performance, persuasion, deception. On lockdown. Yeah, so the guards are... Well, you couldn't quite dazzle them with brilliance, but you baffled them with bullshit for a long time. They're confused, they're milling around, and at a certain point, they just... Listen, mate, we have not had nearly enough grog for this. Just continue whatever acts you're doing in here, and we're just going to excuse ourselves in our inconsistent accents out the door. And re- <laughs> I loved that. <laughs> I was like, when did their accent change? <laughs> I can't keep them straight. I'm hey. legit bad at this. You're amazing. You're amazing. I just so know how good. to capitalize on being bad at this. That's all. So oh, it's good. great. So yes, they eventually do leave the room, just thoroughly baffled by whatever it is you guys have done. I mean, Felix, you were so good, you changed their accents. <sighs> you know, you're amazing. Dimnesia might be contagious too. For how we know. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think they kind of they walked away a little smarter. I yeah. Or, or or more dimwitted, oh, yeah. who knows? I, I really gave him a proper education on a made-up disease. <laughs> Stay in school. <laughs> Things have happened. Minds were changed. Lives were changed by this. <laughs> knowledge is power. Yes, knowledge is power. But we are now back to square one with the entire party, in essence, being in the room here. I mean, Except for Hedrick, technically. Well, but he also is right. It is. He isn't. He isn't. You know. <laughs> where are Where are you really? <laughs> My physical form is invisible, and it is blinded and deafened at the at the deck. You know, next his, to that door. It, it's his physical form is the proverbial tree falling in the woods right now. Like it can't right. interact with or be interacted with by the world in any meaningful way right now. So whether or not it's really there is up for debate. But that's a debate that I'm going to let the listening audience have for a little bit. I'm going to let you guys simmer and bake on this for a while as we've got all these parts in place for a really good plot. But I've hit sort of the end of a good thing. And, well, I can torture you, my dear listeners, for an entire week by saying that we can be found on the Internet if you like (laughs) us or, you know, really want to choke me after this one. 
Hell, I really want to choke me after this one. It was a rat bastard move. Anyway, if you do really like us, or if you want to spout off about this, we can be found on the internet. We're in such places as both uh, Reddit and Facebook. Reddit slash r slash Apple Series Podcast. Facebook, Apple Series Podcast. We are both on the gram and on the tweeters at hapless heroes all of these places will take you to a place that doesn't have a proper url our discord server which just sort of has a weird airsats link that uh, we uh, have linked in all of these places but when you come to us you can meet our weird airsats collection of people and personalities that we've sort of conglomerated and that uh, accreted onto our um, surface, as it were, um, publicly facing, where uh, they, they've formed this really great community around us, and we'd love you to be part of it and join us in our mutual internet weirdness around this podcast, but also around nerddom in general. Now, if you really like us, though, you could leave us a five-star review on the podcast service of your choice. That podcast service of your choice obviously brought you here. We don't need to tell you which service to choose. We're on pretty much all of them in the civilized world anyway. If you do leave us a five-star review, you know, or any kind of review, we'll read it aloud so that we can credit you as a five-star human being. Now, if you really, really like us, though, you could donate to our Patreon. Patreon.com slash hapless heroes. We have a number of reward tiers where you could donate to our dubiously worthy cause of bringing the strangest of internet radio to our adoring masses. Um, and it could be anything from just, you know, a couple of cents just to be, say, you're there to cheer us on to a few bucks and the various reward tiers include things like the Hoblet Notebook and access to our super secret patrons channel where we all kind of wear monocles and sip tea with our pinkies up and act very snotty uh, while while, though, watching the greatest of bloopers uh, that prove us to be not snotty at all. Delicious. Great. Now, if you like us, right now, you love us, Sally Fields and the whole deal, um, train an entire troop of chimpanzees uh, to play and uh, play various instruments, act and sing, and uh, recreate the entire hapless hero story in the form of a chimpanzee opera. A chimpera. So, <laughs> so just to clarify, it's not a troop, it's a community. A community of chimpanzees. Ah, yes, yes. yes. Multiple, multiple uh, troops of chimpanzees would be required. No, not, not troops. Community. Right, because it's multiple troops, it becomes a community. No, it's literally, it's literally called a community of chimpanzees. Because of how big that one particular no, group is. That's literally the name of a what it's a like group a of chimpanzees is called. Is a, a community. Oh, okay. Well, yeah, a huge, <laughs> a huge chimp community. You might need all of the chimps for that many instruments. All the chimps. How long and is how long is the apra? The chimpera? Oh, no. <laughs> I do like apra. That's that's impressive. It would it would have to be several days long. I would imagine. <laughs> <laughs> how big? How big is the 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 biggest chimp that sings at the very end? It's a pretty big chimp. It's it's a gigantic chimp with an even larger um, horned Viking helmet and braids upon its head. But before we allow it to get any worse and force Reinhock to type several pages of "If you really love us," I'm just going to sign us off in the way we normally do by me going in a random order this time because I feel like it. So, uh, oh, down below me on my screen, I have uh, Lord John Ralph White played by John. Edric, are you feeling any better? Is that even you? And uh, just below him on my screen, we do have Hedrick the Entertainer, played by Phil. Yeah, buddy, it's me. But I don't have long. I'm also listening in. And my real body, I mean, my other form, I mean, I uh, might be in danger. I'll get back to you. Also on my screen, we have the fabulous Felix Fizzlebottom, played by Francesco. Demesia effects one in every 300 <laughs> fictional human adults. And rounding out our cast last, but never, at least in his mind, but also in ours least, Lord and Captain Quinn Southwind, played by Mike. Demnesia is clearly contagious. 
My name is Dave. I have been your host and Dungeon Master for this evening. Thank you very much. And uh, just be aware, Dimnesia is real. And it is uh, it's concerning. And we'll have something like a, uh, I don't know, like a made-up-in-advance telethon like they did on 30 Rock for or something. <laughs> Dimnesia telethon. Yeah. But not tonight. We just say bye-bye now. Bye-bye. Bye. Goodbye. 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 Bye-bye.